Hello and welcome to the Dam Podcast. My name's Connor. I'm a designer from the northwest of England, and on this podcast, I like to talk to creatives of many disciplines with the express intention of finding common ground. Today's guest is nothing less than a legend in battle rap and West Coast hip hop in general. He's one of the most authentic people I've ever had the pleasure of speaking to, a renowned freestyler, artist, the creator of the genre L.A. Noir, and a host to many of the biggest and most iconic battles in battle rap history, and plenty smaller ones too. For links to his socials, relevant videos and links, and any extra info mentioned in the episode, you can go to my website at connor.work, that's K-O-N-R dot work, and hover over podcast in the navigation up top. There you will find every podcast episode to date has its own page, and that's where you'll find all of that. This episode was recorded a little while ago now, and I'm just getting around to putting out the audio versions, but you can watch any upcoming episodes live on my Twitch, which is also linked on the same website, and that includes webcams as well. With all that said, let's get into the episode. Enjoy. Right. Well, so this is the... Let me absolutely butcher this for a second. Let me check. Let me check. Okay. Episode 7 um, is is the episode now. Um, today, I have a guest on that is undeniably a legend in 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 hip-hop in general to be honest with you but especially battle rap um dude has been around for a long fucking time and everyone that i know pretty much describes him as an encyclopedia of all this shit um if you want to know something about battle rap or if you know a detail about something that happened forever ago in battle rap you'd be hard pressed to find someone else that can really give you an answer like lush probably can so but also lush makes incredible music something that not everyone seems to realize because a lot of the time now, when your music gets played in these things, everyone's like flipping like, holy shit, Lush makes fire music? When, when did this happen? I feel like people are kind of just coming around to that, a lot of people. So, uh, yeah, welcome on the pod, man. I appreciate you. My God, I fuck with them glasses heavy. Bro. I know, bro. I'm so... Dude, these are cheap as hell, bro. I bought these for like 25 pounds or something. Like... They look like Cartier's. Bro, right. I don't even get it. I don't even... I don't know... Like I've been looking for gla- for new glasses for a while because I have these ones. I have like uh these like Harry Potter ones that I was wearing forever, and they're just literally. Oh yeah, no, you upgraded. Yeah, for- I mean I look I like these, but like I bought these originally as like a, they were like my spare pair, and I was like I might try them on. And I tried them on, and my housemate was like, nah, they don't look good. Like like years ago, and I was, and then one day I was like, you went Fuck from them. like you went from went from looking like tax fraud to looking like you sell kilos. <laughs> Either one is fine. I feel like, you know, I, I fit somewhere yeah. in between. Uh, yeah, you can use them both. You feel me? I can just Move jump. Kilos and exactly. Then commit, exactly. Then commit tax fraud. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Boom. Switching the glasses and everything. And my logo, the thing, my logo is made with the, with the Harry Potter glasses. Like it's, it's, it, and also the problem is it doesn't have either of the elements that I have now because it doesn't have the glasses, but also the head on my logo and the like thing on the right of it. It's a shine for when I was bold because I was shaving my head. So I don't have those things anymore because someone kept saying, oh yeah, you know, like, I don't know, like if everyone gets this when they start shaving their head, but people just assume that you can't grow your hair. Like they'll start saying shit like, oh yeah, but you you don't get it because you're bald. It's like, no, I'm not balding. Like I just shaved my head. And they're like, no, 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 I don't believe you. And then that got so annoying to me at a certain point. I was like, fuck it, I'm growing it again. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not dealing with this. Yeah, no, I mean... I shave my head because my 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 shit is thin up top. You feel me? Yeah. It's not even an option. But like dude, I have just a do me a favor and save. Do me a favor say? and save some pussy for the rest of us, bro. Like, what do you mean by this? You're just like upgrading. You're like getting, like you're. I'm trying. It out, you know? I'm trying. I'm trying. I, I've I've spent many years down here. I'm trying to go up there now. You know. Um. But yeah. Right. So, 
obviously on this thing i'll i'll add it like an intro as well so like there'll be a little like pre-record i say pre-recorded but it'll be pre-recorded later <laughs> um for like you know a little intro of who the fuck you are you know what to look for what the episode is about that kind of stuff and then i'll add a little outro as well but then the general actual content in the middle except for like if there's a fuck you know you disconnect or something will be unedited i'll just leave that be um so yeah um There'll also be a website, so for anyone that is tuning in right now and is hearing this, if you go to my website, konr.work, the, if, up, up top there's a little bit that says podcast, and there will be, an, in, the, in the near future, uh, an episode link for this episode, which is number seven, and it'll have all the information on there as well. So loads of links and stuff, anything that you want to look for, that's where it'll be linked. Um, so that way you don't have to think about every little thing that you have to look for, you can find it there. So, yeah. Well, in, in, in case I just have like my Tourette's kicks in and I just say something incredibly distasteful, you know. I mean, you keep we'll just... It depends oh, how yeah, distasteful, to be fair. It depends how yeah, 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 crazy yeah. you're going to get, you know. Um, but yo, so let me think. So I haven't really thought about necessarily what we should speak about because I feel like I, with these things, every time I overthink what we should speak about with a guest, I always just kind of focus too hard on that particular thing. But. The thing that people first know you for, let's go into the battle rap thing. I've been talking with people about KOTD and, and season one and how that's going and how I feel like even though money has been there beforehand, now the way that it's structured is kind of giving people that have been around and doing really good jobs, but but not like pushing their 100%, but look, we always knew that they could kind of thing are now like incentivized to really show like what they can do, like Reverse Live, like Nan, like, you know, certain people that are like, we've seen some fire performances from these guys, like plenty, to be honest with you. But they, we knew that they hadn't like had a full reason to really focus in on winning. You know what I mean? But then at the same time, the win isn't so important to the point where they're like, you know, if they feel like they're losing in the middle of round two or something that they just put the take the, the foot off the, the gas pedal. You know, they don't they don't do that because they, you know, it depends on your performance because you're getting points for it. So it's not just you win, right? And I think that's probably Well, you the know, artists need to be inspired. Battle rappers are MCs by nature. They're creatives. And in order to... In order to induce the strongest performance out of them, they need to be inspired. And there's a lot of factors that come into that. Um, circumstance, environments, energy... Um, you know, uh, fan participation and just excitement and all these things create, that's like the witch's brew right there. That's the, that's the chemical compound that creates, that yields the result. You know what I mean? And like, I feel like for years, battle rap has just been like this guy versus this guy. And yeah, there might be like some little behind the scenes story that led up to them battling but the people aren't privy to it so there's no there's nothing for like as a consumer of battle rap the the fans to sink their teeth into like hey this is like this is exciting it's, it's just like essentially the equivalent to a sport with nothing but exhibition games right you know what i mean yeah. it's like who really cares there's no real you know incentive what? for winning people used to say that to me when i when i when i showed them like people outside of battle rap culture in, in in general they would say what so who won then they would do that all the time and i'm like well yeah it's a it, it's a uh, common it, it makes sense 
you know, it's a it difficult one to explain to people that are new because they're like, what do you mean you don't know who won? Like, isn't the whole point that someone won? Like, why wouldn't they judge it? And it's like, well, because, you know, you have to pick the judges and all these different things. Like, the like, that was... And it's you rooted know, in subjectivity. But, yeah. like, look, like, battle rap originally became a not-judged sport due to a couple reasons. Platforms wanting to remove culpability from themselves mm -hmm. and avoid controversy by potentially choosing a winner that went against the deviated from the general consensus and people like, okay, like if we all say that this guy won, but all the people think the other guy won immediately, the platform loses credibility. People okay. start talking shit. The other reason is virality. So like, if there's a headline, if there's a headline that says Lush and Connor played a game of football, you know what I mean? Like uh, Connor wins two one. Mm -hmm. There's no need to click on the. Right. Uh, we already know true. what happened. That's true. I mean? But if it just said Lush versus Connor football match, people are gonna click. You gotta on look. It. Yeah. Like, well, who the fuck won? So that's like clickbait virality one hundred and one right there. So those are the original reasons why platforms. And you know, you're dealing with something like battle rap is potentially volatile. There's you know, there's fools is from fools is from the hood. Fools come to events with straps and all that shit. And if somebody feels like they're robbed, well, especially if there's money, might, yeah, exactly. Then he, they might fuck around and rob you. You know what I mean? So people were intimidated by all these aspects. So like the prospect of uh, having a winner become, became like, you know, taboo at a certain point in battle rap. But to me, like now it's like what I'm really focused on with this S1, if, if for those that don't know, it's the first ever season in battle rap. It's yep. not just a tournament. There's a complete, there's a regular season, tallying wins and losses, various stats, four divisions, 12 rappers in each division, the, the, um, the four best in each division based on their records and based on various stats as a tiebreaker will move on to the playoffs. Then a single elimination tournament is like similar to the world cup essentially. And um, at a certain point, it's like, to me, like creating the storyline and all these different narratives. So for, for fans, for people watching it to have become emotionally invested in these different artists and their trajectory, like, hey, like, this dude is coming from a series of losses and a difficult time in his life, and he's trying to redeem himself. He wants to win this $100,000 prize to be able to, you know, pay for his mom's dentures, whatever the fuck it is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like these, these storylines to me are vital and that and like trying to trying to create that is like my primary focus with this whole thing. And I think as well, it like it gives you a reason to support someone too. Like, like, yeah, when you're getting behind teams and like, for example, the example you gave, like the World Cup or whatever, you can get super invested in those teams because there's something that they're going towards. Whereas if they're just battling in general, or like, it rather if they're just playing football in general with no real clear like, direction that they end up, and then like the best end up together kind of thing. If there's nothing like that, then it doesn't really incite uh it doesn't give excitement it doesn't incentivize you to give a fuck exactly like you might enjoy the sport and you might enjoy just watching battles here and there but will you really contribute to it as much will you be talking about it on twitter as much with people like you know will you be going back and forth and having debates with people about it probably not like i mean to be fair I, you could argue that you would have debates if there isn't a judge battle but then people judge people have debates about judge battles anyway like they're gonna yeah it's it's and you know the 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 thing is even in like 
like high contact, like combat, com- competitive sports, yeah. boxing, MMA, all that shit. People still disagree with judges decisions you know what i mean like they're still so they're always gonna people just that you know essentially king of the dot organic myself gully the whole squad we decided put our motherfucking nuts on the table this is how we're coming yeah i think i think it's i honestly think it's the best foot forward that is currently in battle rep so far because i like what they did with the um with url i do but i think that they've there's certain parts of it that aren't really perfect, and I feel like the season kind of remedies that. And and when it's less of a when when also they've lessened the prize after a bit and haven't really made that clear that it's like a season kind of seasonal kind of thing where where right. they like have it you know twenty five at this at this point of the year hundred k at this point of the year and the people from here could end up there kind of thing. If they if they made it more clear, I think it might be more exciting for that. But they've gone from a hundred k with Drake on the stage and all these kinds of things to 25K and much lower names. And that makes sense because the names aren't as big, right? I get it. But um, at the same time, it's a little bit like, I don't know. It, and also, there's less of an incentive, like I mentioned, for the battlers to even continue trying if they feel they've already lost. So if they've... So, for example, if they've already um, choked for two rounds, right? They'll just leave the third. They don't give a damn. Like, why would they continue? Because they've already lost. They've lost the money. They can't go anywhere else. There's no extra bit where, like, you know, their performance is going to come back later as a good thing. Um, You know what I mean? There's no reason. Whereas in KOTD, in in the NS1, people don't have that. You have to to keep trying because if you don't, you're not going to get any points. Like, your points are going to be really deducted, you know? Um, But if you want to keep your points... Even if someone's like completely beating the shit out of you and is way above or whatever, you still got to try. You've, you've still got the incentive to go and do it, uh, you know, to try more. So, look, I'm all for genuine competition, regardless. So, what they're doing over there is cool. You feel me? We got to do what we're going to do and have to do it to the optimal level because King of the Dot has always been like, um, we're like the, you feel me? The, the bad news bears of battle, like, like we're the, we're the misfits. We're like the league that people don't want to see shine right, from yeah. the jump. You feel me? Like King of the Dots started in Canada. Everyone was kind of like, what the hell is this? It looked off brand. It looked nerdy to people. They weren't rocking with it. You feel me? Like they wound up connecting with me and all of us in Cali and like, you know, creating this kind of like international conglomerate. We were both like disenfranchised because we were all coming off of another league called Grind Time, mm-hmm. which like falling apart at the seams so it was like we were orphans we wound up like getting adopted by a canadian family and it was just like from the jump people were kind of like what the hell is this and we've had like a very steep hill to climb in that regards because people don't want to people don't want to get behind that brand and rep it but it's like you see me that shit's tatted on my motherfucking flesh i'm pushing the line for better for worse you know what i mean like that's just how i rock and maybe that's part of my upbringing coming from la coming from gang culture you know what i mean where it's like loyalty runs a little bit deeper and people don't necessarily uh understand that on the same level or take it as seriously but if i'm aligning myself with an organization like it's blood in blood out yeah you, you wouldn't have done it in the first place if you didn't feel that way i feel you yeah 
Yeah. Like I've gotten offers from other leagues to work with them, and but it's like you know, like I'm rocking this way for better or for worse. So this till the wheels fall off, and yeah. um, so we have to. I say that to say we have to go the extra mile just in order to compete with these other organizations that have so many so many advantages that we don't have. But you guys are sport. starting to get more recognition now. I would say you still definitely have a lot of haters who will just kind of hop in and be a dick about it for no reason but then you're gonna get that i think especially with more numbers in general like the more numbers you have the more haters you know just in general because there's always going to be a percentage of them that are and the more numbers then you know of course that's going to go up um i i do hey, agree like this, this transcends battle rap and this is just for anybody any human being period and i'm not one that gives advice but just a phrase that i've always said is i don't let criticism or praise dictate my emotions on any given day you know what i mean like like it is what it is like if you especially if you're in a creative space oh, yeah you're you putting can't. yourself out there you know what i mean like like if, if everybody loves you and you become drunk off of off of um adulation you're gonna get hung over the moment that shit's gone exactly you yeah, know what I'm yeah. like and, and i and that's a terrible feeling so you, you know you just got to keep doing what you're doing stick to the script period that's how I, that's what i got to do at least i don't know what yeah, you're gonna do with I'm the That's same. what I got to do. I, I kind of realize that as well. It's like, I think crea creatives in general, like you mentioned, it's, if you, if you, either one, really, if you, if you put too much into any, the opinions of other people in general, in any direction, like it really, like you said, it doesn't matter if it's positive or negative at all. If you put too much stock into that, into how it affects you, whichever side you're putting the stock into, as soon as it goes the other way, you're not going to have to deal with it. You know what I mean? It's like, it's, you, you have to be, if you're going to, especially if you're going to um, do your best work as a creative, the, the only way you're going to do that is if you really care about it and if you're motivated and if you're getting up every day and, you know, you're expecting like a bunch of love because usually you get love and you release a track and then like, you know, it's just not as good in, in the opinion of the, pe the same people that have been watching. You're suddenly going to be like crushed and then what now? You know what I mean? You're going to be, how do I go from this point? Like I'm, I'm used to the love and now... I released this, I put all this work in and I'm not getting it. And the thing is, that's just going to happen. Things, people aren't going to like certain things that you do, right? It's natural. It's natural. You just, you know, like that, that, I don't know. I feel like anybody that's, you know, a true quote unquote creative, you can't, you got to be Ray Charles to that shit. You just got to push the line regardless. And sure. You can't allow that, any of that to, to be a factor. And that's what you're doing it for. Like, you probably won't be like a wise man said you won't be around next year you know what i mean r.i.p craig mack indeed indeed um so the thing is with battle rap yeah so i'm i'm new to it in the sense that you would you would definitely think i'm new but like if i'm talking so the thing is when i say new it's like i remember people thinking of it back then like so i'm from england right so a lot of the stuff that i would have seen originally was like old don't flop stuff from like um I I I think it was 2011. I think. What's crazy is you have the most subtle accent ever. You do not like have a prominent <laughs> accent. Yeah, I, I'm some weird mix of a bunch of things. So uh, I don't know what I can. Maybe the internet did this to me. I don't know what it is, but uh, it, if I when I live, so I li I live in Preston, which is the northwest. It's very close to Manchester, but I've always kind of been more well spoken than my family, and. I guess the internet has also influenced some of the words that I use and the way I talk or something over the years. If you lived in California for a year and a half, you would sound like us. 1, <laughs> I mean, you can hear certain words, right? Like, obviously, you can tell I'm English. It's just that yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't come off like... 
I feel like it's. I've I, also I speak to a lot of Americans like in general. So in you know the people you're around, I think even if you don't mean it to, it kind of rubs off. Like the the wording and everything, or the way like you respond to certain things. I'm around Eddie so much. I'm sure like plenty of the things that he does, his mannerisms have kind of rubbed off. You know what I mean? Like we play games a lot. Like and it, me and Eddie are like that's that's someone who I've met through. through so essentially, rapping. you have a Twitch accent. But I, I think it happened before that though. Like I th I think. I've always had people be like, where are you from? Even if I'm literally at a club in Preston, they're like, oh, where are you from? And I'm like, Preston, like, oh, wait, have you lived here your whole life? I'm like, yeah. And they're like, that's weird. People say I sound American. That is, that is actually a thing. Like people have said that to me here. So, yeah. No, that's right. Because I, I got enough homies in the UK to know that like you definitely <laughs> lean towards like a, a more Yankee element. You feel yeah. me? Yeah. So I'm told. So I'm told. If you if you spoke to anyone in my family, you'd it's closer to Manchester. It's not Manchester, and, but and it's closer. My, Manchester got a thick ass accent too. But like, not all of not... them. But not all of them. That's also a thing. It's like okay. there are parts where like you could, if you know they're from Manchester, you're like, oh, I can you know you can tell. But they're not super thick. It's like the same in London. You can be from London but not have like a ridiculous Cockney accent. You know what I mean? Right, like, right, right, right. It's like well, like look, the first time I heard Shoddy, I was like, this fool got a thick Oh yeah, he does. He does. He's super, super, super mank. Like I but also some people are so I think uh people I might have grown up with like a slightly more Prestonian accent, um, like a northwest closer to Manchester, that kind of accent when I was much younger. But then maybe I just wasn't like super into the idea of keeping it. So it just never stuck. Whereas some people in certain places, I would say, are, are so much more proud of their accent and their heritage and where they're from and stuff to where like when they're using all of these um, slang words and whatever, they don't, they try not to veer from it. Like if they, they, they like, there's no way that Shotty is going to be saying some shit that isn't from Manchester, like most of the time. He's just not going to do it. Even if he's around people that are saying other words, if he notices his vocabulary slightly changing, he's consciously checking that 100% because he's actually or, proud of and, Manchester. And I like that too. Like I have a very distinctly like California drawl and California accent. And uh, people don't understand that there really is like a very distinct LA yeah. LA accent, especially if you're from like, you know, the sections of LA, not just like, you know, if if, if you're not if you're a transplant and shit like that. Yeah. But I also like I'm super I travel all over the place. So there's elements of there's a lot of Bay Area in my dialect. There's I mean, equally damn near between LA and the Bay in my dialect. There's a lot of um, you know, like I'll use random Chicago, Detroit um east coast slang all, it's all peppered in there so like yeah i'm kind of a i'm kind of a, a freak of nature in that regard but it's something i'm very co uh, cognizant of and definitely like i study things like that shit like that inspires me like, yeah regional colloquialisms and inflections and you know like just uh provincial culture and shit like that like that's shit that i've i've that's like the whole point of that. That's what I talk about, like on Flavor Junkie and, you know, my podcast and shit like that, because that's always things, how that influences culture and music and things like that. Yeah, for sure. Which to me, like, that's what hip hop's all about. I agree. You know? I agree. It's but something yeah, that, like, I haven't necessarily found in other music, you know, like something just kind of clicked when I realized, I was like, oh, wow. Like, for me, like, I, um, I was brought up on, like, rock music, so, like, not all rock, like, so my dad liked Pink Floyd, 
and anything in right. that direction really like anything remote like james uh, like just anything anything that's like very english and very rock and like you right. know all these kinds of things and my mom was like a red hot chili peppers foo fighters um extreme uh well, that's what i'm saying though like the, see there's there, there's a big it, it does exist in other genres of music like if you look at look at rock music look at like brit pop in the 90s you feel me mm -hmm. Ra radiohead pulp uh manic street preachers blur you know what i'm saying oasis all these bands they have like commonalities and For certain sure. like that you that are way different from Seattle music in that era, like Nirvana, Pearl Jam, Alice in Chains. You know what I mean? Like for sure, for there's sure. distinct regional sounds. And, like, but what I would say is, for me, it didn't click the same. Like, I liked that music back then. I loved it. In fact, I would listen to like System of a Down, and you know, my great. first concert was uh, Linkin Park. Like, I was 11, <laughs> and I saw them uh, perform Hybrid Theory at the time, and I remember. I remember, like, I was this little skater kid with, like, you know, but here they call, call us moshes, is what they would call us. Right. I don't know. I know you know what a mosh is. I know, like, your mosh pit and whatever. Right. But here, specifically, that is, like, the term. Like, people would, in school or whatever, it'd be like, oh, he's a mosher because he's wearing, like, you know, band hoodies, black band hoodies, and fucking, right. you know, this kind of stuff. Like, spiky stuff. I didn't wear spiky stuff, but, you know, that kind of vibe. Um, And I, would just, I grew up on all that stuff. And then something kind of just. I think it started off on a cringy note, kind of, because a lot of the stuff that you first start hearing with when it comes to rap, I think, if you don't understand the culture, it's very difficult to really listen to more nuanced and interesting stuff and understand it. And so sometimes you you just don't gravitate towards that. You gravitate towards like for me, what it was was like Eminem was the start. Like oh, I was, I already knew you were gonna say M off the top. But, but that's yeah, just yeah. because again, my mom was my mom does not listen to anything other than rock pretty much. But like for some for whatever reason, Eminem was something she liked. I don't know why, but she would play that when I was uh, like the old stuff when I was a kid and um in the car and stuff and um i just liked it and uh but i never really like looked for other rap for a long time and then something something i don't remember when it was but i remember like his sort of rap kind of inspired me to when i found videos of people rapping fast that was what was impressive to me for a while it was like but i, I can consciously think of this now because it's like i know why i like that now because at first that's impressive and then you go okay well now i've heard a hundred people rap fast what is he saying though? And then you listen and you're like, okay. I'm killing well, and I'm drilling and I'm killing and yeah, I'm You know, like it seems, it's, and then also you might, if you're, if you're consuming it enough, you might give it a go. And then you realize, oh, actually I can, it's not even that hard. If I can do it and I'm not a rapper, like it's now not as impressive anymore, right? To like, if you can just rap fast by saying, if you, as long as you're saying nothing, if you say, if you're trying to say actual stuff too, it gets a little bit harder, of course. It, it's somewhat of a party trick though. Yeah, for sure. And I, I just kind of, it doesn't click at first because you don't understand. But then the more I consumed, like, so uh, someone showed me MF Doom, for example. Um, Tyler, the creator, was a big influence too because his, uh, you know, when he was getting super popular, it was a roughly around the time when I was super starting to look for stuff that was different. And he changed through all the years as well, like crazy stuff that he, that, that guy's done. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and the, the new album he has is dope. Like, really. Yeah, it's hard. To be honest with you, everything he's released has been pretty much dope. Like, just the dude has made in different ways. Yeah, yeah. I like, I like the, I like the direction right now of like a, it's like a DJ drama gangster grills mixtape. You feel me? Like, I actually like... don't know that reference because I'm 
an idiot. Well, it, li- it, it literally is a DJ drama gangster grills mixtape. Like if you, uh, that's like all those sound effects and you feel okay. me the Kerner and gangster grizzles, like all those. Right. Effects. Oh like, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Literally, you're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, so like in, um, there's a DJ from Atlanta and, um, in like the mid early two thousands was like the most popular mixtape DJ in the world. And he like had a series called gangster grills. Right, like okay. There was like Lil Wayne gangster grill, every, every rapper, you know, like that was popping had a gangster. I've grills definitely heard that day. tag like, a few times before a hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And like, that was, and that's what the aesthetic he was going. I think he really had DJ drama talking shit on his. Oh, he did. You're right. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. You're right. You're right. I, I looked up so, a little bit of it. Usually, what I do with Tyler's albums because there's always so much behind it. You know what I mean? He always has such like a story behind whatever he he's made because it's super like honest art. I think you know what I mean. Like he's kind genuine. of expressing how he's feeling at the time, but and that's why it comes out in such a like a varied way like if you think about the old stuff that he released like the yonkers track and then and then stuff from igor or the new album nothing alike really like not even well, close. Yeah, he, he went from he went from being like wildly homophobic to like <laughs> singing about sucking boys dicks you which know what I mean? like, in hindsight kind of makes you know that might have been why it makes perfect yeah. sense it makes perfect sense you know but that's also just like basic adolescent yeah true. you know yeah. like like a lot of people are gonna have that. literally the the bully in my school. Like, people used to tell me this growing up. They were like, you know, I, I was like, shut up, mom. There's no way he's gonna turn out gay. He's just saying gay gay things because because that's what he thinks is whatever. And mom was like, no, trust me, it'll happen. And I'm like, I don't know, I don't think so, mom. I don't think this is happening. And I thought it was just like that thing where it's like, you know, everyone that bullies you and says or bullies other people even because he it was he was the bully for. Like, you don't show me your asshole right now. <laughs> You're a bitch. <laughs> I, not quite like that. If I if he said that, I might have agreed with it. To be honest with you, I'm like, you know what? He might be gay. Um, but no, with him it this was like this fucking Perry won't show me his asshole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was just exactly that. He was just asking me for fucking homosexual acts, and I was just like, oh, he's just insulting me. Um, no, but no, he used to he used to like be super homophobic in general, not just to me, but like to everyone really. And I never really fully clocked it, but then there was. So the thing is, someone might hear this from our school. He might know who the fuck it is, but I don't mind. I'm not going to say his name, obviously. But um, he Jerry he turned out to he is one of the gayest campus people that I've seen on anything ever. Like I I just happened to see his social media like a couple years ago, and he's like got a boyfriend. I'm pretty sure, like you know, wearing like he's probably really, way oh, happier, way happier, bro, and and a nicer person supposedly too, like way nicer of a human um, from people I know that still know him. They're like, yeah, bro, he like, he just kind of hit a point where he was like, I'm not doing this anymore and just became a good person and stopped it's faking it. It's crazy how that works and, and you know, good for him. I'm glad, you know, it sucks a lot of that repression and yeah. um, unfair societal pressure is probably what made him uh such a dick back in the day yeah for and, sure you know like when you when you um when you um c- combine that with um just basic adolescent angst it's it's a horrible combination the, uh, I, I remember there's this one dude uh there used to be this forum online like it's like a reddit style forum but it was called rapmusic.com right, and there is like everyone would talk about battle rap on there for years and uh 
there's this one dude who was like super aggressive. I could tell he was like some lame ass kid or whatever, but he was like was, was super aggressive and talk shit, very liberal use of the F word and you know mm-hmm. what I mean, calling people homophobic, but not just that, just all kinds of crazy names. Right. And then this dude wound up years later being a full on, like he's now like a, you know, he is now a they or whatever, you feel me? And right, okay, transitioning okay. and all that shit. And you know, like it was also like, you know, wearing women's clothes for a while. There's like a whole beyond like the actual physical transition. There's like a gradual transformation over right. time. So there was, like, but, yeah, yeah, for you. They're kind so of like, okay, and, and and now and now they are not being dicks anymore. You yeah, feel? not to mention not having a dick anymore. But yeah. whatever. Like like so like hey, no dicks. I'm glad this that is a no dick zone bro. in general. They, yeah, they removed yeah. all that shit. Um, maybe that was it. So, maybe, uh, maybe dicks make people angry that's why men are so trash you know that's why we call them dicks you feel me like apparently um i I remember you recall you saying earlier before we got on like several tangents that you got into your initial flirtation with battle rap was through like watching don't flop battles basically yeah so um the first battle i saw i think well, I'm, I probably saw something before this, like right in passing, but I don't think I paid much attention. I, uh, but it was bl- uh, Blizzard versus Mark Grist, and it was labeled classic T- teacher versus student battle. Just, the only reason I knew it existed was because of the fucking headline being viral, and it was like teacher versus student. I was like, I'll click that, so I clicked it. That was, I think, one of their first pieces of genuine, if not they, the very their very first piece of genuinely viral content. Yeah, they, which, that's like, what made them... Transcended battle Yeah, rap, yeah, like. for sure, for sure. I think that's what made them actually, like, grow, grow. You know what I mean? Like, because they were, they were a name for a while, but they weren't big, really. And then Don't Flop kind of blew up after that point, like, for a while. Now, not so much, but... There uh, was that. They, they had that. They had Shoddy vs. Arsenal, and then they had they the Proposal. Like, those were the three. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Although the Proposal one, that was most prob, right? But, yeah. His, yeah, 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 I remember. I don't remember even when that was at this point. Um, yeah, it's hard. like all, all those. Uh, I, I want to say that was the order of when they came out. Um, it was the the kid, the student teacher. Then it was our shot. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And then that. Um, and also us and Shotty had a second battle as well. And uh, Shotty was way better in that battle than him. I don't know what yeah, happened. Yeah, but... well, that that second battle was like it was weird. Like... He was on a Segway and shit. Like uh, Arsenal was on a Segway, just kind of like fucking about on it in the middle of the round and shit. Super weird. That was that that, that was like fucking, uh, you know, like the Godfather three or something. It was an unnecessary sequel. Just didn't. Just... Yeah, yeah. It was a weird one because that first one was fire and it was debatable too, in my opinion. So. You know, I I felt like Shotty won because I was biased. Yeah, well, Shotty Shotty's an absolute demon. Like I but love Shotty. That is one of my favorite Arsenal's ever, though. Like in general, Ars is Ars is one of my favorites too. I love both those guys. He doesn't like, always come to artists. win though. He like yeah he, yeah. He's one of those ones where like sometimes he's just rapping fast and saying words that kind of relate, and you're like, damn, this is really impressive rapping. And then you're like, but wait, wait a minute, what is he saying? And then you're like, oh, not much. But then it's not that like he can't do it. It's because he's clearly not wanting to do it in that particular case you know it go- it goes back to what we were originally saying is uh people need to be inspired and uh there's a certain formula and this is where like you know beyond me being an artist myself beyond me making 
everything that I've done, all my creative pursuits, music and beyond for years, um, I apply creativity to everything that I do. You feel me? Like the way I dress, the way I, the way I move, the way I fucking eat, you feel me? Like the way, like the way I used to snort cocaine, like the, like the, the cadence of my sniffs, whatever you want to, the like cadence of your that sniffs. I, I like that, you feel me? bro. Like that's everything. a fucking tagline right there. The cad- <laughs> that's, that's a name for an album. To be honest that with you, is, that that's is. a fucking album name that, right there. That, the cadence of my that, sniffs. That's crazy. That, that's my that's my entire style right there. <laughs> Yo, um, release something but, called that for real. You know, like the way I, the, the way I talk, everything. Like, um, I, I I put try to put my own unique creative spin on everything, for better or for worse. And yeah. uh, you know, some people might have an adverse reaction to it, but it's also made people. It's like it's made me who I am, and I'll take that towards. To, to the art of curating events and hosting, you know what I mean? So when I'm doing that, like you have to know the formula of what's going to inspire these rappers to give their best performance. Sure. And normally it's a, it's a combination. Like there's a formula to it and everyone's different. It's a, it's, there's the financial aspect. There's the, the storyline aspect. There's the environment. There's a lot of different factors that come into play that are going to induce. So like sometimes, you know, like, if like you if you know what the formula is for arsenal you're going to get a good performance out of him if if those variables don't line up you know you're yeah. going to he's just going to be but you're still going to get views so i think that still, a lot of times the league know that his name is clout in and of itself yeah um this happens with cal as well with calico like uh alp was saying it the other day he said um he was on his live and i briefly hopped in and he was saying something like to the chat like do you not think i know when cal is trying gonna try with a battle or not when i'm booking him like because he tells me beforehand you're gonna give me this much this battle because i'm gonna go crazy and this battle you don't have to give me that much because i'm not you know what i mean so he doesn't necessarily say i'm not gonna go crazy but the point is like when he is he's like yo i require this much because i'm going up here so yeah it is like that i think and it's and it's like that for a lot of battles in general also something to note People never give the benefit of the doubt for battlers, in my opinion, and I don't understand why. Because they're like, they basically say, for example, well, he had a whole month to prepare. But it's like, okay, so let's imagine that every rapper isn't sat in a room with nothing else to do other than that and nothing else happening to them in their entire life. You know what I mean? Like, just because they've had a month, that doesn't mean they've had a month. You know what I mean? Like, they, they could have had maybe... You know, they, they've had the whole month technically and they've signed the right. contract and whatever, but then suddenly they get problems at home with their with their partner or whatever. Their kids get right. sick, their fucking car breaks down. They have to go to work a little bit more because they have to, you know, pay for this car issue. Something, you know what I mean? There's so many things that can happen to someone. And I feel like fans a lot of the time really don't factor that in, like, at all. Right, well, I mean, at the end of the day, like, and I don't mean to say this in a cold way. It doesn't fucking matter. You know what I mean? Like all that matters is what people are going to see. Cause you know what I mean? Like they don't see the hours, the, the day, the, the days, the weeks, the months leading up to it. They don't see the blood, sweat and tears. They don't see the obstacles. All they see is what you give them in that, you know, 10 minute window essentially of you performing. Yeah. And, um, so all that other shit don't matter. It's like either step in the ring or don't. And it, it's and I don't mean to say that in a cold way, but that's that's just the fact of the matter. You know, like yeah. nobody's gonna care. They pe- people consume what you give them essentially. So for sure, I I just think that it's like 
in general, this is not just a battle rap thing. I think that people, there is always going to be the fans that don't have the empathy there when when something does go wrong. But then there's also going to be the fans in my that like connect a little bit more with the person rather than just the fucking whatever, right? right? And then wants them to win and do well. And so they're like when I'm I, when I'm a fan of a battle rapper, I want them to do well. So I'm thinking in my head what like if i'm gonna comment or something i'm trying to make sure that i'm saying something that will actually motivate them like there's definitely been things that i've said in my life to people thinking nothing about it like not thinking necessarily i want to motivate them or demotivate them but then afterwards thinking oh actually that probably demotivated them like even though i didn't think it was like a thing to say i probably like negatively affected them there and i feel like people should just slightly think a little bit more about that when they're like at least when they interact absolutely and, and you're and you're a kind soul and you're empathetic so like i, I respect the hell out of that but at, at, at the same time it's like you know um unfortunately people like the name of the game is like consuming content and if you're like and it's like and it's difficult to like find it's like a very fine line between rooting for somebody and and wanting them to win and then being biased and at a certain right, point right, like, right. like if you lose you lose it doesn't matter if you're you know like for sure for sure if your grandmother's testicles got removed whatever but, so then but like, then the loss is is less of the, the an issue for me it's like you can you can talk about the loss or whatever but it's when people go overboard to the point where they're like so for example casey j didn't get to go to a battle the other day because she got rushed to hospital right and immediately people are responding like oh she's ducking all it's like she got rushed to hospital bro like yeah and, and, and that sucks and like things unforeseen circumstances come up but unfortunately this this is a result of like the boy who cried wolf and not not in her uh, no not i know you're not her at all right. but yeah. just in general for years people have been capping high capping making all kinds of crazy excuses. so people don't believe yeah i get you yeah so people's instinct is going to be like yeah right like recently like you know like we had thesaurus was very ill and missed his first battle of the tournament as or, or, or as one as a result and people didn't believe that you know bill collector literally got fucking covid and missed his battle like we literally I, I saw from direct from the hospital three pages of results of a covid that he 100 percent is not lying in any capacity you know what i mean like like dude i used to be a but fucking scammer care, yeah. i'm a hustler you couldn't finesse the documents that he yeah. sent you yeah. know what i mean like like it's a, and i used to do crazy scams and shit like that you so, would know like, yeah I would know. You feel me? That would be way too intricate. It would be for him to be for him to fabricate and produce those documents. It'd be more time consuming than actually just going to the battle and doing it. But then you know the same. I mean? But then the same people, uh, or a lot of the same people, will then be on the side of someone who actually did fake paperwork for certain things. So I right, right. I don't. It's it's weird. I'm not going to say who or whatever recently did actually no, do no, that. No, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's they there's did. several examples. Yeah, uh, there's several examples. I'll say that RX and So Finesse and QB Black Diamond made a yeah. video about it. Is that's what I'll yeah, say. Yeah, 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 so, yeah, yeah. One hundred percent. And those you know people I mean? are getting like, full support. And I and I don't know. It feels a bit feels a bit biased. Is all. And I, to be fair, it does also seem worse when it comes to people on KOTD. Like, um, like you said before, like people kind of are looking to hate a lot of the time. Like they're just already coming there thinking oh it's going to be this i don't know this corny shit that i've already got in my head and therefore whatever's on the screen i'm going to act like it is that that's pretty much they're already pre like right. pre ready to do that you know what i mean primed to do that 
um that just seems like the case a lot of the time in, in chats and whatever you know it's you know and and that's especially when you're dealing with something like like hip-hop fans are the most outspoken of any genre of music by far and um battle rap is the subculture within hip-hop that has the most verbose is the most verbose contingent so it's like you're dealing with like the professional shit talkers and not just the people that are doing it but all the fans and they think they've been conditioned to think that that's how everybody is supposed to interact yeah because they're because they're like consuming such abrasive content they think they need to be like continuously yeah yeah which is like 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 people wake up in the morning and like tell their girl like yo i'm a 3-0 you if you don't make me breakfast bitch you feel me like <laughs> and that's the, that's funny the way, honey, no, there's a hundred percent people that do that there's a hundred percent like there's a lot of people that probably do that to be completely fair with you oh no that's a, i feel really bad for whoever has to do with that actually now arsenal called denny meyer's girlfriend a bitch when he battled him so i'm gonna fucking call you a bitch mm-hmm you know what i mean and then that's when they get slapped by their girlfriend yeah they're not even fucking right and, this, uh, this kind of happened we were in um we were playing games uh, among us in uh ilmax server and caustic was in there this was like months and months and months ago it's like it's all sorted now but there was like a mini drama at one point when some of the fans sort of people that were there um one of them was like act like in the middle of the games he kept calling caustic a bitch like he just kept doing it like he just bring it like in general like he just talked to him in that way but like in a way where it was like eventually it was like, all right dude you kind of you're kind of like saying a bit too much now like we're not really i don't know you kind of thing yeah what is like, going on and caustic wow. brought it up and then the dude argued and there was some weird little thing where like they kept arguing and uh, <laughs> ilmac thought it was funny so he just trolled and pretended to be on the other guy's side and then just like acted like <laughs> so it, it was a really weird like few days and and then at the end of the few days, it was like, right, this has gone on too long. Sorry, Connor. <laughs> and then just like, like sorted it and whatever. Amazing. Like, that guy is the, one of the biggest trolls on earth, Ilmac. Like, oh no, he is the worst. He is, uh, and I love him for it. But so uh, when you um eventually you stopped calling Caustic a bitch, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I I feel like I could call him a bitch, and he won't be that mad about it. The other guy right, didn't right. know him at all. I don't know him that well. Like I've played a few games and spoken with him and shit. But I certainly like I would consider him a friend now. Whereas then that guy didn't know him. So it's like... No, it's, I'm just playing. I already know. I know. Yeah, but yeah. like, it's, it's such a weird thing to do, in my opinion. Like, like it's you don't, like if you're insulting someone, it's like a joke, right? You have to already know them pretty well to know that that's like normal to do, in my opinion. Like, you don't just... And like, and like really like, I don't know, like, I, 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 I'm like, that word has some like strong connotations. Like when you're saying it to a man, especially yeah. like... Like I don't be joking around with my homies calling them bitches. Like you no. know what I mean? Like like it might every once in a while some shit, but that's not even it. Like that's just like I don't know who this fool's homies are. Like you probably don't have homies, to be honest with you. But like yeah. you don't like like where I'm from, you don't get down like that. You know yeah, they I mean? were all they're all a part of a uh, of di- well, okay. So if they see this, they're gonna be upset with me because I always down talk it. But there's there's actual Discord battle rappers, right? Who get on Discord. And they do it okay. by only voice, and they okay. they do put the videos online. I I I didn't see them until like I hopped into Ilmax server, and then a couple of those guys who were from them, and just ended up in Ilmax server were like, "Hey, by the way, we do battles over here." I was like, "Battles? Like, on, do you do video?" They're like, "No, just audio." I'm like, "Okay, cool." And right. I, I checked some of them out, but the the I left the the servers that they were in because yeah, like some of the people in there are just kind of like 
ultra battle fans that are like, even if they're pretty good at writing some of them, like actually, like even rapping some of them, like some of them have had like, uh, one of them sent me a video of them uh, against Real Deal and like there's one did against Danny Meyer. You know what I mean? They do get people on and do some like reasonable writing. Now, right. to be fair, the person they get on is definitely not trying very hard, and they've like sat there and and tried their heart out. So most of the time, if they do beat them, it's clear why. You know what I mean? Like, and then in third grade, when you broke your wrist, like... <laughs> yeah, like going ham on it. You know what I mean? Like really, like you know everything about this person, so you, you, of course you can have things to say. They don't even know who you are. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? You, they don't even know what you look like. You're, you're doing it by by audio. Right. So like, what are they supposed to do? Like, come with the best material they've ever. You know what I mean? I feel like the person, the vet, is kind of at a disadvantage there a little bit. Um, but anyway, so the point is that a lot of the time people are just super into this battle idea in their head, where they're like, "What do you mean, Caustic? You called this guy a bitch twelve times, and you said this thing that I consider racist this one time in a battle. Therefore, I should be able to call you anything at, at all because you should have thick right. skin or something." And it's just like, what, like. Just also contractually obligated insults are not the same thing, or a contractually not obligated, a con- contractually like sanctioned insults <laughs> that are being that you're being paid to do against each other are not the same thing as just talking to someone in a Discord call. Like a hundred percent, a hundred percent. It's just not the same thing. Um. So one thing. What what was I going to ask you? Um. So who do you think? Is gonna win a hundred thousand. Um, I think that there's. Okay, so I can't. Out, out, yeah, like, out of the people that no, are no, currently. No, 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 no. I, I would give a prediction. I could give. I would give multiple predictions, but not all the divisions have been announced yet. Mm-hmm. We still haven't announced the South and the East. So, I, and I'm not. I'm, and you might pick one of them. Well, like, okay, I'll tell you this, like. The South has some heavy hitters in it, for sure. But the East yeah, is I've, crazy. I haven't heard all of them, but I've heard of two of them. And the East has got like some some yeah. of the biggest names in battle rap, damn. You know what I mean? So like the East is a crazy division. And um there's a couple dudes there that if they're in if they're in top form will be a problem for anybody. Facts, yeah. But like I'm really after straight coming straight from Detroit and seeing that, like I think Mac Myron has a very very good shot i feel like if city or times could be like some dark horses that could like i feel like you know like city times bill collector and mac will most likely be who advances from detroit but there's a bunch of other fools in detroit too that are killing it like you know like shoddy p did really well dallas cash did really well uh excuse every single person you feel me um um you know um both stack and uh, cash money and hunted shot for like the whole, that division is a credit. I love that it division. Is. It is. So, I really enjoyed it. I kind of hope that put some fire under the West coast rappers uh, um, ass right there, because I feel like there, there's just a, a level of hunger that I saw in Detroit that I don't see back home. Yeah, for sure. I would say, but, but then I think that also reverse went crazy. Yeah. Reverse and Cali went crazy. Yeah, you know, did. uh, Nan went crazy, you feel me? Like Nan, in my just... opinion, went more crazy than anyone. And I know that that was reflected in the scores afterwards, but in my in my personal view, I, before, well, you could argue Mac, okay, I don't know, actually. But before, before, out of that division, I would say that Nan was my favorite. I am slightly biased, 
obviously. Yeah, but... I mean, that's my boy, too. You feel and, and you know what's crazy is I feel like with that battle, Satan had incredible material. Yeah, and if you really stumbling. listen, he just didn't get it off. Yeah, exactly. You feel me? Like, if he had gotten that material off, it would have been close. It, it would have been very, if not, like, you could even say he would have won. Whether it's... You could argue it for sure. You I could, think, yeah, I... it would have been very close. Yeah, but I he agree. didn't get it off. and then like came out swinging and just was clean like super clean in comparison to like a lot of the old stuff that he had like when he like you said like he when he had less motivation right um that that man is one of the best writers and rappers full stop like oh yeah best best overall artist he's for real for real and super funny too like when we were playing games with him for a a little while in ilmax server he would hop in and play among us with us it was some of the most fun i've had playing games ever like he's just hilarious That guy is so fucking funny. And I think that that is a really, that's something that is true of almost all good battle rappers, actually. Like most good battle rappers are pretty funny, I would say. I mean, if you're not witty and you're involved in battle rap, it's kind of, uh, you know, yeah. it don't really make much sense. Yeah. So I, I think that that's a really good thing that he's really funny as well because he's so good at writing. But then you need to be able to diffuse stuff that people do. Like if you're like just writing aggressive shit or something, and then, like, the next round, the guy does some, like, clowns on you or whatever. Or if they do some crazy aggressive shit and you don't have, like, a diffusal mechanism or whatever to use, I think a lot of the time that can be a problem. But I think someone like someone like um, Pat Stay or Roan um, have that kind of unlock where they're... Or, or Shuffle T, even. Like, a Shuffle's lot of people great. can just diffuse... Ilmac has it, to be honest with you, as well. Like, he'll he'll be rapping like crazy or whatever. His opponent will do some mad aggressive shit and say some shit about his height and all this kind of stuff, like, try and th- kind of bully him. And his response will just, like, be, like, making fun of you immediately, like, making you look stupid for being that aggressive. Right. See, like, that's, like, being aggressive, especially, like, um, you're absolutely right, but also being... Choosing to use a tactic like being overly aggressive or bullying against someone that's clearly not about that and is like, you know, physically weight, it, it always is a terrible look. Like, that's what Frack did to Diz, you know yeah, what I mean? Like, yeah, for sure. Like, like, Diz came, like, you know what I mean? Like, wearing a fucking Call of Duty, looking like a <laughs> yeah. G.I. Joe action figure to battle Frack. I mean, like, come on, bro. You know, he, did, wait, like, have I told you the story about how he's he has me blocked on Instagram and he put me on his story? Do you know that? About, do you know about that? No, no. So, so I've okay. Actually, that's a transition. To be fair, from from something I said before. So earlier, I said that my first battle that I saw was Mark Gris versus Blizzard, right? And then from that, I think I I was paying attention to Blizzard battles because I I liked him more than Mark Gris, and so I was like looking for something like that. And then I saw him versus Roan uh, on on the same on Don't Flop, and I remember thinking, Oh my God, this guy is actually battle rapping and this guy is kind of battle rapping like roan was way better than than blizzard like yeah shots to blizzard roan's a fucking yeah it was insane it it was like it was like the first time i was like oh my god this is what it is like it, it was like don't no offense to blizzard but um to be fair he hit me up and asked me for free work and then unfollowed me so yeah kind of expense to blizzard a little bit but anyway <laughs> um so yeah, he he was good at certain things, but like in the same way of the rap from before, I was impressed by things I just didn't understand yet. But then with Roan, it was way more like polished and like he was rapping it better and like it was more relevant. Like he said things like, Bradley Green, you badly need some acne cream. Like what? 
Like that's hilarious. That is one of the like, right. and it just like, and it and it's true too because the the dude was known for having acne. Like so, and that's just one of the little things that just popped in my head from that battle. But that's so long ago. It says a lot that I remember these little things, you know. And I don't think I've watched it many times. Um, so Ron made me pay attention to him, and then I, I started watching more. But I think I watched him versus Awkward's and things like that. And then I started watching. I tried to just branch out and watch a lot of stuff. And one of the people that I found because he was coming over to Don't Flop too was Diz. And Diz was the first like ultra aggressive, like loud as fuck, like super big performer that I saw. And he was my favorite battle rapper for years, many years, right? And then uh, he started going down the conspiracy route a little bit on social media. So even though oh, I man, did follow him, did he ever? Um, I followed him on everything, but then eventually I had to unfollow him. Not because I wasn't a fan anymore, but because I can't. I don't want it to really you wanted to remain a exactly fan. exactly right so i unfollowed him on instagram and i unfollowed him on twitter and then he got banned on twitter anyway um and then after the frat battle i was thinking like i just i yeah, like man i stuff. love this that's my bro he alienated hundreds of thousands of fans like straight up dude. just for believing he lost yeah um and Beyond i know that just like just that whole conspiracy rabbit oh hole, yeah 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 I mean? like you're right you're right you're right um so yeah i all i did was in hindsight i i did know it might upset him but i wasn't rude about it really and all i wanted to do was have a conversation with people or see what people were talking about so i went to his i went on his profile i was going to refollow him to be honest if he was being like mad humble afterwards i was going to follow him again and hopefully i was thinking oh you know maybe he won't be going whatever but it did it didn't go in that direction so instead what happened was i went on his profile i looked on the recent posts and i looked in the comments and there was a dude that said um, something like there was a bunch of comments about it, like loads and loads and loads. So I thought, okay, cool. People are talking about it. Doesn't seem like he's getting mad about it. Cool. So then I w read one of them, and one of them said, "Uh, you three old frack, easy, blah blah blah." Like just kind of downplaying. Said the frack wasn't rapping and a bunch of things like that. Um, easy every round or something like that at the end. And I was like, I'm pretty sure frack got two of those rounds. So I just responded like. Like you got to give some respect to Frat, bro. I'm pretty sure he got two of those rounds. I mean, I understand if you if you want to say that this one was debatable, but to me, he got these rounds. You got to give him some respect. So the whole point was just saying Frat wasn't shit, bro. Like he was good, like really good. Arguably beat him. Like in my opinion, it was super fucking clear. But I didn't say that. I was just like, I'm pretty sure he took these rounds, right? Did <laughs> this saw this, and he screen he went to my profile, saw that I didn't follow him, um, and then screenshotted my face. <laughs> And like, like zoomed in, put it on his Instagram story, tagged me and then said, fucking disingenuous soy boy fans. <laughs> and, then, and just a big wall of text on the next one about how like everyone's fake and doesn't really like him. And Does he know you're a vegan? No, well, it says it on my profile, but okay, he's okay. vegan though. So what? what? Right. You know, it was a weird one. And yeah, he blocked me after that. So, uh, you know, like that. At the end of the day, like not condoning him or, or those actions at all. But you know, like the dude, I think he just felt really attacked and was just lashing out. And like, and, and although I tried to advise him not to do it, and there's no talking to him. And I'm a yeah. close friend of his, but he's gonna re, he's gonna move how he's gonna move. And he was like, that's. I think he was just in a, pl a place where it was just like he, the, the ship was sinking and like, fuck it, let's go down in a blaze of glory. Right, yeah, like, yeah. That's why his name is Disaster because yeah. he's literally, he's a fucking Miley Cyrus in the flesh. He is the epitome of a wrecking ball. You know what I mean? And yeah, this, just this guy just, out. 
yeah he, he he's very like outbursty sometimes you know like he'll just and and it's like out of nowhere too like like you said before like we were talk we got into this because we mentioned the, the diffusal stuff right and you said that with frack that's how he did it like because you're gonna come up but this is the thing that doesn't really i don't really understand like with the battle side at least not outside of the battles but like during the battles i don't understand how someone so tenured in battle rap someone that's that's really stood in front of everything can't before the battle just go okay i'm gonna look ridiculous if i am aggressive towards this guy i just don't i don't know why that it just it just shows that like he was in a place where he was very removed from society and right. this was like not on wasn't thinking on par with what the general consensus was and that's like a very important attribute of a battle rapper is being able to say what other people are thinking, you know, like, like hitting it on the nose, like right. what's on the tip of the whole entire audience's tongue, but they're not able to verbalize a better way, yeah. saying that in the most clever way possible. And when you lose touch of the way people are perceiving you and just in general, and you're just not like, that's gonna, that's gonna translate through your material and the decisions you make. And that's a clear cut sure. example. For sure. I mean, I didn't take offense because whatever, bro. Like, you don't know me at the end of the day. You know what I mean? Like, so it's it's not going to like if I knew him, if he was my friend, I'd probably be a bit a little, little bit upset. Um, But yeah, I, I don't know him at all. So, you know, if you think I'm disingenuous, cool. The thing is, if I met him at a, an event, I'd tell him too. like, I'd just be like, yo, by the way, you blocked me. Um, You called me a soy boy, but I am actually a fan, like for real. That's the thing, like, you know, like talking to him in person is way different. He's actually a, a very cool person. It just so I'm told, it, yeah. It does it translates a lot differently. And like, you know, he's obviously been going through a lot of shit, just like the whole situation with him and Ilmac. And, yeah, you know, that wasn't a nice one. Yeah, it's just like a bunch of fucking crazy. You know, and like I like me, like as someone that's been, you know, um, was a drug addict for so many years and marred in controversy and dysfunction for the greater part of my adult life and adolescence. You know, like I fucking started, started uh, getting high when I was 12, got arrested for the first time. I was 13, went to juvie at 16, between 16 and 19, I was in nine different treatment centers for the, for the ensuing decades afterwards. I was, um, in and out of different degrees of functionality, been shot at, been stabbed, been incarcerated, been married, been divorced, been successful, been one of the biggest drug dealers in West LA, been had hits on my life, you know, by different criminal organizations, was under investigation for serious crimes, including uh, alleged 211 robberies and, you know, uh, all different crazy things that I was involved in. And uh, I've been now sober for 17 and a half months. And um, in that time, like I haven't been involved in any controversy. and I don't argue with people online or just do things like that, which were so integral to my being for so long, just like intrinsic to who I was as a person, as a person that like, I, I try to avoid all those situations, you know, like for a long time, I thought that drugs was part of my persona, but really like, if anything, it was holding it back. It was holding my creativity back. Like, you know, like I've been very successful in music. I have a fucking platinum plaque in France. You feel me? Like I have like very successful music releases, but there's like always like this air 
air of like inconsistency and erratic nature, which some people liked, but like now that my thoughts are so much more cohesive and I express myself in a much more deliberate way, like the biggest, like drugs were the thing that were holding me back. I thought right. that that was what was making me Helping dope, it, and, yeah. but, but it was the opposite. And like, and it's the same thing in the way that I would express myself and my relationships and my friendships. And so like, like the fact that I was even in the middle of any of that controversy was very like upsetting to me and uh, I could my tell. growth as a person and sobriety and all that shit was like, obviously I didn't fucking relapse over it, but like, congratulations, know, like, by the way, I didn't want to interrupt you in the middle of that, but heavy, heavy no, congratulations. That is a really, really, really big deal. Um, I have never been, I've never had like a full on addiction like that. Um, but I do have close family members and friends that have a lot of issues with drugs and, and general, not, not as tenured as you in, in, in plenty of the things, not just drugs, but like in general, but I do have, like, I, I have, I have a, a couple of close friends that still right now have drug issues. So I know right. that shit is hard, man. Like it's not as simple as, well, it is as simple as just getting off it, but it's not that simple you know like it's a difficult right, fucking right, thing to start right. it, it is that simple with. but we, we can't trivialize the process it's and, a uh, very difficult thing to do so congratulations especially bro. when you're addicted to things that when you stop could actually kill you which is a yeah. crazy which is crazy in and of itself. But I mean, like, like me, like I have a very strong, like Ilmax, one of my closest friends and like, we remain so just like that, that wasn't even like a bump in the road for us. And, and me and Frack are very close to he's on, both of them are featured on my next album. And yeah. Diz is also one of my closest. So, so it was like a really fucking horrible situation to be in the midst of. And, uh, and like, I, you know, the, the road to hell are paved with good intentions and I had nothing but good intentions in how I, uh, tried to navigate that situation but you know like it was definitely a learning lesson learned, yeah. a, a lesson for me and i need to just take accountability for my part in the whole situation regardless so you know like it's a it's it's difficult it's difficult yeah i mean that's also a weird one for me because i feel like this should know that he didn't write for for ilmac like oh for, uh, the ilmac didn't write for frack like right out of, out of everyone like he should know that you know like even just listening to his rounds not even just saying honesty stuff like if we're just talking how the rounds are structured like frack sounds like frack like he doesn't sound like anyone else and ilmac does not sound like him like at all and, and, and you know frack, frack's proven to be a great writer and we know yeah. frack's a great writer you know and me like look like if i had ilmac help me with some shit like i wouldn't even like I'd be like, hell yeah. Like, I feel like obviously, like, if Frat could have done that, like, he obviously didn't need to because he's like, yo, I really didn't get help from this fool. So there's no point. But if he did, I'd be like, yeah, Elmac helped me. So what? You feel me? Like, right. But then like, I, I suppose it depends. Like, also, it didn't help that Angry Fan got him on. And, and then oh, it was no. very much like just adding fuel to the fire for the sake of views, I guess. Um, but then that's kind of media. Um, you know that's what the, that's what the media is going to do every single time yeah that's what it is you know like what like at the end of the day what do they benefit what do they benefit from other than views right like they're Nothing. gonna they're gonna name it like that so um yeah that annoyed me though because i was a little bit like bro you shouldn't be like adding fuel to the fire of someone that's clearly in a position where they're making irrational like statements and right. stuff you know 
You should really be like, if you want to have a conversation with him about it, have a conversation with him privately about it. You know what I mean? And maybe, maybe even make a blog about it and say, well, you know, he said this, but don't just throw the guy on a big platform and say, talk, whatever you want. Like, I felt that was very irresponsible of him personally. Motherfuckers want views. They got views. Well, you know, um, it, it, I think it worked out for the best too, because to be honest with you, I am, I don't think that Ilmac would have enjoyed, um, because I think he he made the choice I think beforehand as far as I'm aware like just beforehand for the S one no, no 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 he, he, yeah he had just agreed to being a part of S one right and then like just changed. that that was and then there was a few other things that happened conversations he had with people that he wasn't happy about and um yeah so no I agree like I think for for his sanity it was the right move for him to not do yeah. it but, but what sucks is I heard some of his material he wound up showing me that. He, did have for it and oh man oh of course he, of course he could have won this whole thing oh of course he could of course he could so i wanted to see that as a fan for sure because like ilmac battling with an intent with an incentive is in my opinion arguably unbeatable um yeah like there's only a few points in his career where he's where he's really lost lost and he arguably didn't have the incentive there or like had some big reason. Well, and that goes back to what we were saying as far as like, like the whole like kind of theme of this interview, damn near this discussion right here. Um, Cause it's more like a discussion than an interview. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like, but, but like this, this whole discussion has been like needing to have the inspiration and motivation to, to elicit the the intended results and sure. um you know not if you have to if it don't fit don't force it you feel me and he like if he was going to be forcing it and anytime anyone forces it it doesn't come out but when you just have that genuine spark like that's what nan had when um he he made like when he was did his battle versus saint and i feel like it's the same uh it's the same for me like with my recent music that's just been coming out naturally and that's why it's resonating with people yeah yeah for sure and and also i think people are way more they're not necessarily there yet a lot of the time but like i think people are are move with especially with with the lockdown and covid and everything like that i feel like people are getting way more attached to who people actually are as artists not just battle rap stuff but like in general like and I think that because of that, people are looking to like support in a bunch of ways. So they want to see who you are. Like, so they want to see people streaming their like music making or, you know, they want to see people on podcasts like this or like yours. They want to hear your opinion on music, et cetera, et cetera. And it's a little bit more like they start to respect you as, you know, the whole of who you are rather than just this one thing they originally knew you for. You got to give, you got to give people something to sink their teeth into. You know what I, I mean? Because they're like, motherfucking like, vampires. <laughs> They need it, bro. They need it. And I feel like you're definitely doing that. Like with your music, it's obvious that you're now in a place where you're enjoying the things you're making and it's coming out like that. Um, same thing with with Ilmac, to be honest with you, because like his old stuff was dope, but a lot of it was not really um, focused on any particular like theme necessarily or whatever. He'd just make a track and it'd be cool and cool. He rapped well on it and he might have said some cool shit. But, but then when he came up with the, the seasonal thing, um the you know he's doing i think he's doing winter still right now yeah Um, yeah you know that thing clearly heavily inspired him and now the 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 way he's going about that instead is is much more interesting much more him and like where where people are more people in his community that, that are like hopping into his streams and stuff 
are now way more interested in it, in my opinion, because he's doing that. Whereas that and, level of authenticity, yeah, like, like creating a community like that. It's all about creating like a community of supporters that fuck with you and yeah. giving them an identity through that. You know yeah. what I mean? Like we're a way to express themselves. So that's what I try to do. He's good at doing that. You know, any, any artist that's successful, like they need to have like a, like a whole moniker for their fan base and shit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. For like sure. Beyonce's Beehive and fucking Nicki Minaj's Barbs and uh, Lady Gaga's Monsters, like every, you know what I mean? You have to have that, you know? That's why I, I call my fans Jits and there's the fucking rooster emoji. Yeah, yeah, true. You gotta, you gotta mobilize your people. I feel like, uh, yeah, it's 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 all a branding thing, but now, like, yeah, people are focused on more of the individuals, I think, and I like that. Um, Someone I mentioned before was Tyler Creator, and I think that Tyler Creator is a really good example of someone like that who stuck to the individual part of who he is and what he's pushing forward. And he's, and because of his success and being so weird, I think that that has actually helped a lot as well. Like because of how big he's gotten and how much love he's gotten in general, I think a lot of people that maybe before uh, seeing his growth and all that might not have seen it the same way. You know, they might not have like they might have wanted a particular thing that they already liked or whatever, but then they might have listened to a Tyler album uh, that just wasn't what they expected, but they really liked it. You know what I mean? Like they're like, they, they, they resonate now with the individuality part of it. Um, it's risky when you're, when you're an artist like that. And, and I've kind of faced the same problem. Like when you're constantly changing and evolving, you're going to inevitably lose certain people yeah. along the way. But like the way he's able to retain like, that same initial fan base despite so many drastic changes along the way is masterful and i i think it's just a testament to high level creativity you know? for sure that guy is one of the most creative people on this on this planet and and because he's because he's definitely not talking about kill people burn shit fuck school, school. yeah he's not doing that anymore yeah i mean but then Which he was, could he could at any moment and it would be fire if he did right like he could just hop back into that bag real quick at any point you know like I feel like I feel, I feel like, like just... this most recent album is the closest he's been to that. Yeah, I thought that as well. Like he's he's it's very like abrasive, like in the way that he goes. Well, it's about like it. it's like it's like rap. It's like boom bap, like hip hop shit. Like, yeah, like he hasn't done that for a long time. You know, he kind of did on Flower Boy, but like it a was still a bit, little bit more, like way more melodic. His coming out this... scenario, really, you know. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, you're right. But yeah, I I think that he's 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 definitely rap rapping a lot, and also the the people he's getting on, like you wouldn't expect a lot of the the people the the features. Yeah, NBA and, young boy, and, and they're like so that. good, like yeah, they, and they fit on all this shit. It's kind of crazy to be honest with you. Um, but then again, also he's been around super creative people for a while. Like Pharrell's been around him forever. Um, you know, th there's plenty of people around him that have been, I no doubt, big influences and inspirations towards him. You know what I mean? So. Well, I think really early on he learned how to make legitimate music, like like learn music theory and like play yeah, yeah. chords, and it wasn't just you know like evolved quick from beat making and just rapping and just became all those dudes. Odd Future, like super creative and Facts. like 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 Earl's evolved quite a bit. Look Earl's at fucking uh, look at Sid. The internet's like from Frank Ocean huge and all now. that shit. Yeah, Frank Ocean's huge too. Like yeah, back then it was like. Like, I remember like when everyone, a bunch of people just started saying Frank Ocean, a like I don't remember when it was, but there was a point I remember hearing his name a lot, like from uh, fucking everyone, like people that I just didn't expect to hear the name from. And the only reason I knew him was because of Odd Future. I remember seeing the the oldie 
freestyle video that they did one of the oldie ones yeah and, yeah um, yeah where they're like in a group and they're all rapping and whatever um mike g obviously yeah um, mike g's cool as fuck left brain like those dudes like they're super down to earth and humble and mike g even like stepping into battle rap yeah and, like, i love that doing it like he he doesn't weaponize if he wanted to he could like push the agenda of his fan base yeah for onto sure. battle rap way more than he does he doesn't like he, he kind of segregates his music and battle rap fans and i think that that's kind of admirable because you could tell he's doing this battle rap shit because he loves it you know he actually I mean? wants like, to win properly not just like get a bunch of his fans from somewhere else and, and right. get views and demand right. a certain amount of money. He wants to actually like battle people he wants to battle and improve with it the same way that uh, anyone would, right? That's and a lot of these up. kids, a lot of these kids, you know, in their hearts are kind of like, oh damn, that's Mike G. Like for my generation, that's equivalent to like a member of the Wu-Tang Clan, you know what I mean? Being involved like when, when, I'm, when I'm still in my 20s and shit, you know what I mean? Like 39 now, so it hit different, but you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I'm 28, so you're 11 years older than me. Congrats! Come on, um, baby. Um, yeah, you're born like, in the year of the dog. <laughs> what 993? Yeah, year. No, wait, you're you're, you're 93. 93. Yeah, uh, April. 93. Oh, you're a rooster. You're born in the year of the rooster, like me. Let's Damn. fucking go, bro. <laughs> well, what I'm are December the chances? 80, I'm December of 81. No, I, like that's a very like that's where my whole rooster thing comes from. You feel? Gotcha, me? gotcha. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. Yeah, that's that's fucking rad, bro. So I'm so that's I'm a lot about you. We're very prosperous and determined people. Certainly. I, I mean, my thing is, is like, I only really got a, a hold of my shit, like, uh, in the past couple of years. Um, I don't know how, how much I've spoken to you about this in the past, but I'll, I'll only go over it a little bit because I've definitely mentioned this on the pod before just to explain to people. But I'm a, um, I, I suffer with chronic migraines. So, like, super, super bad migraines. Like, and I've had them since I was seven years old. And they get, I get, like, an aura. So I don't know if you've gotten them before, but um, it's kind of like... You know, like when you look in a bright light and you look away and you've got like a kind of an artifact still there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a little bit like that, but like more translucent and covering your eyes and it's like moving and shit. And it's yeah. like this weird patterns where you can't like read shit. They're like squiggly lines and shit. It's super difficult to explain. Clear like, spaghetti in the sky. Horrible. Like it's the worst. But then, I, so that starts, it engulfs my eyes in about 10 minutes. So I, I see a little bit of it and then it starts to grow. And then both my eyes are pretty much engulfed. I'll see like little gaps through, a tiny, tiny gaps through of like where I can actually read. And then um, I get a really bad headache in general above, above my eyes, like super big pressure headache as if someone's like just put a spoon behind them and slightly pushing them a bit. And then I get super nauseous, um, et cetera, et cetera. So there's like, it lasts for ages. Now, for years, I didn't have anything that got rid of it at all. And then um, I had, I'd done other drugs before, like just like casually, like uh, for fun or whatever, recreationally, like pills and stuff here and there or whatever. Stop doing all that, by the way. But like I have done in the past is what I'm saying. But I never smoked weed. I was ecstasy. never that guy. Yeah, yeah. Like lo like ecstasy and anything around that. Like I've done a, a bunch of cocaine, uh, ketamine at certain points. You know what I mean? I've I've gone in those directions, like the party drugs that you would get in England, basically. And very very British party. Yeah, scene. super super yeah. British, like ketamine especially. That's not normal for people to. <laughs> yeah, y'all love the cake. I sure. don't. It was terrible. It, it was. I've had it twice, and it was both times. Yeah, I don't sucked. fuck. I, I don't fuck with K either. No, I'm not good about. It's just a. It's a clammy feeling. Like I, I felt like clammy. Anyway, um, so. Even though I'd done all these things, I'd never really smoked weed because I've never been a normal smoker. Like I never had cigarettes ever. I just never wanted them at any point in my life. I just, I think it was like growing up, I just, 
I remember looking at my parents and being like, I don't like that. And it just never clicked. Right. So I just never smoked. So when people would offer me weed here, people put fucking tobacco in it. Like when yeah, they make yeah, joint. So f for me, I was like, nah, I'm good for like the whole time. Like I was just like, why would I, I don't want to smoke tobacco. So I'm not going to smoke that. And the idea of smoking only weed at that time when I don't smoke weed, why would I, that's a lot of, you know what I mean? I'm going to be hammered. So I never did. But then at a certain point, a friend of mine was just smoking a little bit here and there. And he gave me, he got, he had a bong and I was living with him at the time. Oh, we were living together and not like with him, but he, we were like, you know, he had a room, I had a room. And um, I was just having a little bit. Before disclaimer, disclaimer, we're not fucking gay. <laughs> no, I didn't mean that. I meant I'm not living with him as in like, it's not I his got house. You. I, I got you. We had our own rooms. We, we slept in different meant. beds. We yeah, just we, called occasionally. We, all, yeah, we didn't even trip. cuddle often. It was only ever known then. Um, yeah, every other week. But uh, I started having a bit and I realized like when I was getting like sometimes 30 migraines a, a month, like at some points it was every day at, at points. I wasn't getting any, any like anymore really when I was smoking it. Like I was having a little bit and then I would sleep better firstly because I have really bad insom insomnia when I'm not smoking. Um, I need to be like exhausted to sleep basically. Otherwise I just don't. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I realized it was getting rid of them. I was getting like one or two a month like suddenly and i was like oh my god what the fuck like when how did i not know this I, and and not only that but i've never gotten it diagnosed but i'm like 99 sure i have adhd and when i smoke I, I don't feel like comatose and like i could just sleep i feel like energized and slightly like not completely energized because obviously i'm just high as fuck but at the same time i feel like it levels me out a bit because I feel like I'm super high strung most of the time and like very like uh, erratic thinking and like a, a lot of stuff all the time is in my head. You know what I mean? And for whatever reason, it, it felt like it helped and I was able to do more creative stuff and just focus yeah, on dude, it. Like, like, honestly, marijuana is incredible and I don't smoke just because like it's, a, it's too yeah, similar. Yeah, like so, but I totally get it and I'm an advocate for smoking and it was a huge part of my life for 26 years you know and um i think it's it's amazing so for you to be able to find uh relief and solace through your uh through blazing it more power to you well yeah obviously i'm not the guy i'm not gonna be like everyone should smoke weed but for me i didn't expect it to help i thought it would just make me lazy and it would be a bad idea because i was already having a hard time pushing myself to do stuff because i was you know, having a hard time with migraines and, you know, it's very, very hard to design in the middle of my, like not in the middle of migraines. Cause I definitely couldn't, but like in between, you know, like you're already in this, this shitty state of like, your head is killing still like from the migraine the day before. And now you're worried that you're going to get another migraine in the middle of you working and it happens. And then you're like, Oh my God, not again. And then like, you know, it, you can't really get anything done. So like, is there, have, have doctors told you, is there like any medical condition that you have? That's like, they don't really have them worked out. The, the thing is with migraines, they don't really know, like they, they, they know certain things trigger them, but they don't know the actual reason that people get them. So they can't fully treat them. And yet I've had every medication that they have. So like, for, like from start to finish, I've had every single one. And so, uh, I, like I didn't have any government help for, I was like losing jobs over and over again and they wouldn't give me money to like help me exist. <laughs> like I'm, I was losing a job and then having to pay rent, but I couldn't pay rent because I lost the job because I had migraines. But then I would go to the government and they'd be like, well, it's not a real disability. You just get another job. I'm like, okay, so now I have to wait this amount of weeks where I don't get any money. 
and then suddenly they're going to give me a really small amount to look for a job. And it, it, so there was so many years where it was just like, there's no way I'm like building my graphic stuff. So I was doing like websites for a while. Um, and then, yeah, just something like that happened. I realized I could work now. And I was like, okay. And I like kind of stepped back and thought about what I wanted to do, like what I cared about um, and what I wanted to design for. And I was like, okay, I love creative shit. I love music. Yeah. I love people that are creative. I like I want to be around people that are creative in whatever thing they are. And I want to do my creative shit to help that. So I was like, okay, well, what, what, like, what am I looking at right now that I enjoy that doesn't really have a lot of designers in it? And it was battle rap. And it, and so I hit up a couple of people from that. And then, yeah, I just ended up like doing stuff outside of battle rap for it, but from people that I knew from battle rap and yeah, that right. just ended up being my niche kind of, you know? So I'm happy with that because it's, it's pretty much where I think I should be. To be honest, no, it definitely is, and I know the homies love working with you. I love working with you, and uh, gonna continue to keep it lit, man. It's a good one, man. It's like working with creative people as a creative person is it can be stressful, of course, but like it's so fulfilling. Like in comparison to working with just some random corporation that wants a logo or something, like you know, if if some company that I don't give a fuck about wants a logo, it might be fun to make the logo, but like. Am I going to be super inspired by it? By it, like probably not. Like it's not going to. I don't really care about it. So these these ailments, these conditions are put in our lives for a greater purpose, whether we're aware of it or not. And uh, for whatever it is, this is the. You wouldn't be where you're at if you didn't have to deal with. Yeah. Yeah. True. True. I would, I would. For sure, I would have probably been like the safe option, probably gone to some shit job doing graphic design for some company I don't care about. Yeah, for sure. I would I would have I would genuinely say that would have been the case. Now, it took a fucking while, so I'm, it would have been nice if it just happened a bit earlier. <laughs> but yeah. Um yeah. So I you're, think you were you you're you're meant to be on the West Coast out here with us, clearly, because you you know, you function with the squad heavy, so For real. and the thing is as well, like from the people that live there, like on the West Coast in general, you said before, like you, a lot of your, uh, the way that you are is like based on LA and the Bay, right? And those are the two places that I would like to live. Like, and people, when I tell people this that are from America, they're almost always like, why would you want to live here? Like, <laughs> and I get it, but like, but the thing is, it's like, it's well, not I totally get why you would. It's the greatest place in the world. Like, and, and I love, like, I would love to live in London. You feel me? I love spent a lot of time in Paris. So spent, I've been in like four or five continents. You feel me? Like, so like, but I could safely say that I'll always come back to my hood at the end of the day and be like, there's just a lot of creative people, bro, that are in the West coast of the U S that are all trying to do stuff and like caring about their art and putting a lot of time into it you know and i just want to be around people like that so that's why i want to move personally is because i want to be surrounded by people like that but also it makes my job way easier like if if i have to hit someone up for a photo of them right i have to just deal with whatever photo it is that they send me right but if if i'm talking to you let's say i was in front of you right when we were talking about the particular um the the album cover right i could have drawn that better if i was able to take photos myself like i right. could have done it because i could right. have gone okay what do i need i need the particular photo of this 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 and i could just have gone to chase's house you know gone to you we could go to a particular environment that like you know what i mean like there's so many more ways to go about it if i'm actually there in comparison to if i'm not i, I it just makes it makes it a lot easier and i feel like that would be just way better um so you know that's i'm gonna definitely end up in the u.s and if if i can't live there 
I'm just going to make a point of visiting a bunch. Like, I'm just going to get, like, a good For laptop. Sure shot. Yeah, then, you need need to, man. And then just, you know, visit and do work and then go back. You know what I mean? That would be fine, too. But yeah, I'd like to live there for sure. The Bay specifically, actually, if I'm for real. Like I, Bay's a great place. Expensive, though. Very expensive. It's tax. It's tax. And but also, I don't want to be a fucking... I'm, I, I am a transplant but if I move, but I don't want to just be... You know what I mean? I hit, I hit the negative words towards transplants and the idea of transplants into the Bay, especially. It, 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 just, it just depends on how you do it, you feel me? And if you're like... Uh, and, and, you know, having a level of respect for the culture and the community and trying to acclimate to it as opposed to impose your own convenience and like existence on other people. So, right. you know, there, there's a graceful way to do it. Right. I agree. But I just don't want to come and, off and like you, that, you, you, know. you knowing, you knowing people from there and like, you know, kind of like sliding in with them, like that makes it a lot more graceful. For sure. For sure. Let's talk about your music. So, uh, Mad Deep is in rotation all the time, all the, oh, all the yeah. time. I listen to that shit often, like genuinely very, very often. Um, I'm trying to think of a line right now, but my brain has suddenly gone blank. But I just had three of them in my head from that particular song that I fucking I love. <laughs> I, uh, but I promise you, I do listen to that shit all the time. <laughs> but uh, Mad Deep is my favorite. Um, I love Four and a Baby as well, but it might be because of the art that I did. And so my brain just kind of like associated you, you, it. With, you killed it. Yeah, like um i really love that art like i'm so happy with that like to, like right now to this day like when people see that um like what like when i have to show examples of my work to people they always point out that one chases and um the uh the mf doom ones that i made for red flag they always point those those three out uh, those are the three main well, it was like it was a whole we had a whole creative process for it and like it was an aesthetic and uh you know like my music uh la noir audio cinema it's very true to my life it's very cinematic um and kind of deals with the a lot of the aspects of street life and being from la that don't necessarily get talked about like people everyone talks about selling dope and gangbanging and shit, but they don't talk about like the consequences. They don't talk about, um, you know, um, being like succumbing to that very addiction, which you're trying to, yeah. which you're imposing on other people. They, they don't talk about, um, they don't talk about like, okay, like everyone celebrates like, Oh, I just sold, I just sold 10 kilos and I'm popping bottles, but okay. What about, uh, what about like when you're down on your luck and you owe rent money and you're selling fucking fake bricks, you feel me? Or what about your a botched robbery attempt and now there's people that want to kill you and they know where your parents live and all kinds of crazy like circumstances and the the downside of the dope game, which gets never gets mentioned because it's a lot less glamorous. But yeah. um, people don't want to hear that in like a particular song a lot of the time, but then but that's because a lot of the time when it is mentioned, people don't do it that well, in my opinion. Like it just comes off right. kind of weird. You gotta if you don't make it make it sound cool, you know what I mean? Like and uh, don't make it like um sound appealing and have certain elements that people can sink their teeth into and are catchy in a specific way. Like that's what I try to do is uh is balance, make it like, you know, and a euphonic, audibly pleasurable experience for people but at the same time expressing as much of myself as possible and right uh, and uh my anxiety my pain my experiences like the grittiness and i feel like uh 
you know, just like old uh, Hollywood, L.A., or, you know, film noir movies with, like, marrying that to the to the L.A. aesthetic. And um, that's kind of just what I've done to find my lane and create myself in a unique way with music. You definitely have, man, for real. Um, it's one of those ones where, like, I'll bring this up with Eddie often. Like, the uniquity of people is really what I kind of fuck with. Like, I, I really like it when people are super authentically them and just put out art that is them and tells me some shit about them that I didn't didn't necessarily know before. But, it, you know, it, and whatever art that is. So if, if in your case, it's like, and it sounds good, like you, you're just good at rapping, the music is good, and it has, like, a, a particular aesthetic to it. But then, you know, if it's someone, if you, if, if you were like a graffiti artist, I would, I would fuck with it in that respect. So you could potentially do murals that have like messages to them and the messages could have something to do with your, your culture or some shit you went through when you were younger and, you know, or, you know, your homie could have died and that homie was doing this particular thing and you got that from them. And it, you know what I mean? There's so many levels to every bit of art, especially art, in my opinion, because that's kind of what it is. It's like art kind of manifests if, if if you're being honest with it at least if you're not just trying to make money from it but then it's not really art it's kind of you know oh uh, yeah it's, it's, it becomes something else but yeah and like you know i started out tag banging tagging and shit like that so like to me like like emceeing and tagging are directly related in like you know graffiti and it's just different forms of expression and the intricacies that we as rappers put into our bars are the same thing that, you know, graffiti writers do with like their flares yeah, and hundred percent, hundred percent. And I, and I think like, this is actually a big reason why this exists, why damn exists is because I've realized there's a lot of parallels between creatives in general that like, I don't really hear being spoken about like for real. Like I haven't found somewhere that has creatives talking to other creatives unless it's like a similar vein. Like a lot of the time it's like they'll have like a designer talking with maybe an artist and that's about as far as it goes sometimes. Like they'll have like a particular a design podcast and then they'll talk about the designer and then they'll have an art podcast and they'll talk with some digi painter or maybe an actual painter if you're going to push it. But, you know, very rarely does it happen where people are really having these conversations and talking about creativity but aren't the same at all you know what i mean like a hundred percent and like like for me like i love hip-hop and like that's like that's my dna but like I, it's not what inspires me to make my music which is in the vein of hip-hop like like i'm inspired by things that i see i'm inspired by you feel me like urban decay uh palm tree with tags written on it i'm mm -hmm. inspired by you know, like i said old film noir movies or gangster movies from the 90s and shit like that like that's what inspires the aesthetic of my writing you know what i mean it's not like listening to Nas or jay-z or conway or all these rappers that i fuck with pusha t whatever like they like yeah of course like there's been an influence on my style but that's not really what it comes from it comes more from all these things outside of outside of even music but in the context of music it's more just like listening to other genres that have something that resonates with me more than like and that's to, to me like when you when you're when you do that you have a much greater chance of not being derivative i completely agree and there's actually a big parallel with me too with that because when i was first learning to make logos at first you, you're looking at logos a lot you're looking at all these different logos you're on these websites that are all about logos you have like Instagram accounts you're following that have logos all over them. But then the further you get down there, the further you realize if you're designing logos, 
if you're looking at logos all the time, you're just going to be kind of like copying and, and not realizing it. Like a lot of the things you're going to be, the elements that you're thinking of in your head a lot of the time are going to be something you got from something else. And there's nothing necessarily wrong with that as long as you're not completely biting. If you're just trying to get the function out, you know what I mean? Like it's, it is just inspiration, but I prefer to not do that. Like if I'm making logos or album covers even or whatever, like I'm trying not to look at those for inspiration specifically because I don't want right. to go in the direction of another album cover or another logo. I want to go in the direction that this one's supposed to go in. And if I'm inspired by things outside of that, like when we did the out the uh, the four and a baby thing, um, that was based on all the things we spoke about. So you said the LA Noir stuff. You you mentioned the Wilton. Um, uh, so that's like what the sign is. I like made a font. I made I like remade the font on the sign to say Lush One instead of uh, uh, Wilton. And things like that, and then like the yeah, well, the, the, like I, I, that's like when you get to like a higher level and you're more advanced and able to express yourself with creativity because everybody starts off being derivative, of course. Yeah, you know yeah. What I mean, because like that's what. But once you like get super dialed into your craft and you know been doing it for however many years, you can just you could you could you can color outside the lines. You don't need the template. Yeah, you understand like the fundamentals of it now. So then now you understand like you don't need to go and look at something that is in the same industry. And you right. say, and in fact it might be a bad thing to do that. Yeah. Like I think Ilmac's quite similar as well. Like when he totally. brought up he said like he doesn't really listen to rappers for inspiration at all. It's it's more right. of a he'll do, he might listen to rappers but like he'll be listening to music he likes that's not even from that genre, you know? And right. then like he'll be doing stuff in his life. And then that is the thing that same thing with Nan. Like Nan isn't sitting there listening to rappers when he's working out how to rap. He's listened to music he likes, like even Mexican stuff. That's why he changed his name, right? Like Right. No, and I'm the same way. And like and I like I love Mexican stuff too, actually. It's a huge part of my aesthetic. But um and that's just being an Angelino, being from LA, you know, like being around that culture. But like, uh, yeah, like, like a lot of the rap music I listen to, I don't sound anything like it. And that's not my ambition. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I listen to like really ignorant, grimy, like, like Detroit and Flint, Michigan rap or like LA street rap and just random, you know, like even like, yeah, like, but at the end of the day, like the, the music that influenced me as far as hip hop and has stuck with me is like like the 90s grimy New York yeah. shit and early 90s gangster rap from LA. Like those are big influences on me, but it's still like not what I sound like. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, because it's so like far could, back that that was the influence that you've already had time to grow on top of that to such an it's extent. In, yeah, like, yeah, like Mob Deep, Helter Skelter, M.O.P., Capone, Noriega. That's like stuff, I, DJ Quake, Easy e Like that's all mm -hmm. stuff that I've like completely internalized to in my being, but like it comes out naturally, but I don't like... I don't be like, okay, I'm gonna do some mob. I'm gonna do an, right yeah, now. yeah. You're not yeah. like, oh, I want to do a mob deep song today. Like, nah. You, you no. just, you just have been influenced by them over the years of 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 being a fan and and consuming all of this uh, hip hop content over the years. And then that that was just it's like being like it's a soundtrack to my life. Like I'm in fucking eighth grade, selling fucking selling selling weed for the first time and fucking hitting licks for the first time, catching tags for the first time, and like that's what I was listening to. And that's like become like intrinsic to my essence, you know? Gotcha. I feel you. It definitely comes out for sure. But yeah, like it's like, even though you've got these influences, yeah, it doesn't come out like you're trying to be any of these, these things at all. Like it just doesn't come out like that. It comes out like I, you are, you are like, you are honestly influenced by a lot of different things. 
and then it's coming together as you as an individual properly, you know? And I feel like more people That's, have I'm to... glad that comes across. Thank God, you know, phrases do. But I'll, I'll say that, uh, like, my... I, what inspires me most is just my own very colorful life experiences, which have been, like I said earlier, Martin dysfunction, controversy, failure, and all this shit. Like, I don't need to reach for inspiration or search for it because I've gone through so much shit. You like, you know, year, years of years of therapy couldn't get rid of it. So, like, it's this a, is yeah. how I channel it. Yep, definitely. That's dope. Um, so, right, so we've spoken about Battle Rap for a good amount of time. So, actually, I actually really want to get you on again at some point, but I want to get you on yeah, again. Yeah, for sure. About, like later on to have conversations about the KOTD stuff because I, I know Word. for a fact that you'll have some shit to say when more when everything is more announced and, and a couple of the regions have like more shit gone on um, I'm down to come on here as much as you want me bro it's a, it's a pleasure to chop it up and you know you're the homie so dope well uh, with that said I don't want to keep you for too long it's been an hour and 44 minutes now um, and it's roughly around the time that we'll end it so if you want to plug the fuck out of whatever the hell you want, I'm going to plug it anyway on the website. Um, whatever the hell you want. Go wild. Uh, Jessica Alba, Ava Mendes. <laughs> um. Nice. I'll link, I'll, link, I'll link Jessica Alba if you, don't, if you guys don't know who Jessica Alba is. Come on. Come on. I'm talking like Sin City era Jessica Alba. Like, that was a fire, fire movie too. Plug the fuck out of her. Um <laughs> But yeah, no, I got a lot of cool music coming out. Uh, my brother Chase Moore and I got Horatio Ski Resort, the EP. Connor himself doing the artwork for it. Um, coming out under uh, Snow Cone Records, a subsidiary of Humag Sony Orchard Distribution. Um, got some other projects dropping too. I'm everywhere. They ain't never there. You feel me? Well, um, it's been a good, very, very good conversation. I'm going to hit you up as well after this when I'm actually writing your page for like links to certain things because I'm, I'm definitely going to try and link things you mentioned and like things that are important to you in general on the page. So I'm, I'm going to hit you up for links for stuff at some point. Um, so I apologize in advance for bugging you about shit. But uh, yeah, really appreciate you coming wow. on. That was a really no, interesting man. conversation. Rock with my boy Connor the long way. He's like uh he's like this he's like this zero sugar G zero uh Gatorade because ain't shit sweet. You feel me? <laughs> Fucking the, you are literally the greatest. Um my so thanks thanks for hopping on, my guy. Really appreciate you. Great conversation. I love talking about creatives. Um I have XQZ on tomorrow. Um my boy. Um who just, else was just pulling out with him in uh in Detroit. It was quite an experience. So I have XQZ on tomorrow. Um, I have Fate on on Friday. Um, I I was going to have Fate on after he battled, but then because it's been delayed so much, I kind of want to give him an opportunity to talk his shit. Um, Yeah, and we got, we got, uh, we actually just locked in uh, July 23rd. He'll be doing his battle, so. Yeah, I I actually, someone told me that uh, originally that Jag wasn't going to do it. Like, not just that he backed out briefly, but his friend told me that he wasn't going to do it and that he's friends with him or whatever. He DM'd me about it and I was like, okay, like, why is he saying that he's going to do it to Organic then? That's kind of weird. But then, like, a week later, it comes out that he actually wasn't lying to Organic and he is actually doing it. So I don't know why he was telling his friend. And 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 it's me he's been talking to, not even Organic. So I can tell you first. So, yeah, I don't know what. I don't know what that was, but uh, yeah, um, that's going to be a good one. I, I feel like perhaps there's a momentary lapse in judgment happens to the best of us. <laughs> perhaps, perhaps. Um, I feel I feel like Fate's going to win that one just because he just beat Saint uh, outside of uh, 
the KOTD stuff. And I'm, I don't know. I feel like he's he's one of those ones that, like, again, he's a little bit earlier in development than a lot of people, for sure, uh, with his career, faders. But I still feel like he's going to win. Um, the boy's hungry, bro. He's yeah. going uh, to give somebody an issue. That's for damn sure. So, yeah. Um, I'll link everything else afterwards for anyone that was watching this. Really appreciate you all. Um, I'm going to be editing the audio, so I've got to release... Um, I've got to release the caustic episode, which I've finished editing. So I'm just going to upload that at some point soon. Um, so that's going to be on anchor.fm forward slash Connor, K-O-N-R, which is also just linked on my website. So Connor.work. Um, the next one is Eddie after that as well. So Eddie, I, I had him on. Uh, and then the one after that is Nan Fierro. So now I've got to edit those three and Lushes. And I've got Excuses tomorrow. And I've got Fates on Friday. And then I've got Awkwards on Sunday. And... At least the addict next Wednesday. So I've got a bunch. You're not playing in the slightest. I'm going crazy, bro. I'm I'm putting as many as I can. As good. I'm trying to trying to trying to really make this brand. You know what I mean? I I want to I want it to be useful to the people that come on. Like I want to actually help the people that are on with like pushing their shit and getting more people that don't know who the fuck they are to listen. You know what I mean? So yeah, thanks for coming on, bro. Really appreciate you. Thanks everyone for listening. Sorry for the abrupt end there. Uh, there's also a little bit in the middle of the episode where. Uh, one of us had to go to the toilet, and so uh, it might have sounded a bit choppy. If you didn't notice it, fantastic. If if you did notice it, sorry about that. Um, it's because we do these episodes live on Twitch. Um, you can find every single link, as usual, on Connor.work. If you want to hover over the podcast bit up top, there's an episode link for every single episode. Once I get a ridiculous amount of episodes, I'm sure I will put it into an episode list instead, rather than just in the navigation. So bear that in mind if you're watching this in 2024 or something, and, and there's so many episodes, it's insane, and that isn't in the list. In that say, in that case, just uh, you know, same place. Basically, there'll be an episode list on there. Um, thanks again, Lush, for being a uh, a fantastic guest. This man has encyclopedic knowledge of all things battle rap and hip hop and whatnot. So it's very nice to have a conversation with him, and it was a really interesting conversation for me. The episode was recorded in July, I believe, um, of last year. Now, um, today is the second of the first, 2022, and I'll be releasing another one, another episode tomorrow, which will be episode eight, I believe. Um, which was, is with XQZ also, I believe. I'm completely saying this off memory, so uh, if this is false, I apologize. Um, yeah, so appreciate you all. Connor.work forward slash store if you want to hit up some hoodies and prints and stuff. If you want to have a look at some of my work or you want to hire me for graphic design, by all means, hit me up. What I generally do is I, I make stuff for um, other artists, so for people that are, for example, rappers or musicians, etc., etc. I love making brand stuff for them or, or album art as well. That's what I really like to focus on. So... If you do need anything like that and you're interested at all, or if you even just want to have a good conversation with me and you are in fact a creative and you think we'd have a good conversation, by all means hit me up. Again, Connor.work, K-O-N-R dot work is, is the domain name. All the stuff is on there. I've got all my contact info. All of Lush's information is on the page that I mentioned before. Hit him up. Listen to his music. It's incredible. He's a great guy. See you on the next one.